0: You are listening to Right Off the Bus.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Right Off the Bus. I'm Chandler Hudson. That's Pab Mahoney. And on this Thursday, September 16th, Pat, it's episode 38. Who we got this week? for episode 38 i know it's such an obscure number
0: but i honestly had to do the research for this one at at this point we're so far in like i said last week we just (laughs) started this number thing way too late but we're on (laughs) kurt schilling with the red Sox. for anyone watching i got my my socks golf jacket thing on but uh yeah it's the kurt schilling episode even though there will be no other mention of kurt schilling or the
1: red Sox in this episode Man, it's it is tough. We started this number thing too late. Thirty-nine. We're gonna be pressed to find a thirty-nine. <laughs> I have no it. idea. Forty. Hey. We're gonna figure it out.
0: I forgot Kurt Schilling was number thirty-eight, so I'll be, I'll hopefully be pleasantly
1: surprised at number thirty-nine. Oh, it is funny, man. But Pat, what you got going on this week, man? You're killing it going all to these shows, man. It yeah. I feel like I'm not it's doing good. enough, good. I know it's weird
0: because <laughs> I'm going to the TD garden, but not see, you know, like a Celtics game, which I didn't get to do. I want to go next year. I, I will hopefully get to see the Celtics at the TD garden, hopefully on a championship run. Doubtful mm-hmm. uh, with the teams <laughs> that have been put together around the league, but I'm going to the TD garden in November. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving to see, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. So me and my brother and, uh, our girlfriends are going, although his now fiance, uh, but we're going to the TD garden. We're going to see Sebastian Maniscalco. So if anyone doesn't know who he is, he's just a comedian, but he's a big time comedian, big Italian guy, but he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's really good. So, uh, I discovered him like early college. So we're excited to go to that. And
1: you know, just from the name, that dude's funny. I don't know who he is, but, you know, from, the yeah, name it's just, it's funny.
0: I know it's funny because my Italian friends like think he's hysterical and I'm like, oh, I do too. But I kind of feel like I'm missing part of the joke. <laughs> you just because I'm not, I didn't grow up in an Italian, like tight knit family, which right. you know, a lot of jokes end up being about that, but I can still relate.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. One of four boys, man. You know how it is being a yep, big family, yep. man. But
0: I do want to hear about your triathlon, Chandler, because I know you, uh, you're you coming off of that. As you said last week, you would give us some highlights.
1: Yeah, man, it was fun. It was fun. First triathlon. I'm not going to act like I did crazy well. I mean, <laughs> there, were, there were several events going on, sprint, Olympic, relays. So I was doing the sprint triathlon. There were 354 competitors in that race. I placed 305 which isn't impressive, but my goal was to do it in under an hour 45. I did an hour 43. There you go. I was feeling good, man. The swim tore me apart. It was so hard. I felt better after the end of the triathlon than I did after the end of the quarter mile swim, like add 10 miles on the bike and a three and a half mile run. I feel better than I did after the swim, but more manageable, man. It was fun though. I mean, I didn't understand like the transition area enough. Like you got to wear something that you can swim, run and bike in like, the transitions took me way too long, but dude, it was fun. Good experience. Really humbling. When you see a 69 year old woman fly past you on the bike, you know, like they were just been doing it probably your whole life dude. at least their whole adult life. There were two male finishers and two female finishers over the age of 70 in this thing, like, which just absolutely blows my mind. I was one of the like 15 or 20 youngest people to compete so dude i'm on the bike and i just see 54 fly by me 62 Mm -hmm. we had to have the number our age written on the back of our legs so dude you're on the bike and you just see people and i'm like i'm like there's no way this person's about to fly by me but i flew past (laughs) 47 56 right right? (laughs) i flew by enough people on the run to make up for it you know i got i got some spots back. and you're always in good shape but i you know an event like that takes like serious dedication
0: and training. If you're actually looking to finish, you know, at least top half, but I mean, I would be proud of what you did. No doubt. Especially the swim.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'm definitely proud of it. But next year, I'll be more prepared. I'll understand a little more. And like you said, I was not training for this in the right ways at all. So I'll be a little prepared next year. I I figure I can cut at least 15, 20 minutes off that time because. Yeah, if you beat the hour
0: 43,
1: you know, beat it by whatever you set a goal for yourself, you'll be good. Yeah, we'll go hour 20, hour 25. We'll be nice with it, man. But hey, that was a lot of fun. Uh, You know, I'll probably do a post or, you know, make a little video out of it, man what's nice is the water was so warm. It was 14 degrees warmer than the air was. So it felt like you were diving into a bath, man, but, uh, dude, a lot of fun, man. Definitely going to do it again. I already have some people commit to sign up for it next year. dude. It is a good time. And you know, now I got to shift my gear. I got a half marathon coming up in a couple of weeks. So, uh, that's, that's the new focus. You that know? should be a cakewalk for you after that, <laughs> that should yeah. be no problem. Yeah. You know, honestly, as long as I get like a good 10 mile run in beforehand, the next couple of weeks, something like that, I'll be feeling good. You know, what's, what's 13. If you can do nine or 10, you know, it's not yeah, too bad. just buckle <laughs> down for that last four, you know, you get in that zone. Got to start listening to some of those, uh, those running books again, hear about those people doing the 200 mile runs and I'll be set. I'll be, yeah, good, you got to <laughs> revisit Dean Carnassus for a little bit. Absolutely. still got to get Dean on here, man. I, yeah. that'll, that's a story for another day, man. Pat, we got to dive into this episode. It's going to be a lot of football as always, but we're going to start with some headlines, man. We had another thriller boxing event, man. These things just seem like they're happening every other weekend. I can't keep track. Of yeah, it's <laughs> they're getting
0: they're getting more sad to me, too. And none felt sadder than this one, just because the way the main event went down, like it was supposed to be Vitor Belfort versus uh. Oscar De La Hoya yes and Oscar granted like I know you know the rumors about him probably not rumors but at least what Dana White (laughs) thinks you know he's drugged up and he's definitely I think he's 50 so he's you know he's an older guy but he actually looked in good shape and then he got COVID so then on like a week's notice somehow they got Evander Holyfield I don't know how they wrangled Evander Holyfield right who granted was in great shape for 58 years old Mm -hmm. but I think there's a difference, you know, and I'm not a boxer, but I think there's a difference between being, you know, in shape and being in boxing shape. Cause that's also the mental state too. I mean, the guy's 58. He was taking head trauma for the majority of his adult life in boxing. He's one of the greatest boxers of all time. But then you bring him in here to fight, I think mid, like mid forties Vitor Belfort yeah. who looked, he used to do steroids. I don't know what, I don't think they drug tested for this, but I don't know if he was on it or not, but I mean, it's getting more sad. We saw Vander Holyfield get TKO'd within the first round, which everyone expected. I he threw like a left hook and fell over because he like lost balance, which I think just sums up the whole reason that these mm. guys probably shouldn't be boxing beyond 50. I'm sure Oscar De La Hoya will still see him come out again. Maybe they'll remake that fight. I'm curious to see how Oscar does, but there's been concerns about Evander Holyfield and like they wanted him to fight Tyson. Like that was going to be the next Tyson fight rather than Roy Jones. And I have no desire to see that. Yeah, bad yeah. idea. At the end of the day, it's Evander's choice and he was fine getting in there. And he actually said it was an early stoppage I as I was like Evander. Like nobody, needed to <laughs> it. nobody needed to see any more of that, but that was the main event. And then I don't know if you saw just in the co-main was Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz, which Tito Ortiz was never known for his boxing anyways he was always just a grappling guy so anderson silva knocked him out cold and i forget how
1: long it took it was in the first round
0: but knocked tito ortiz out cold light work for
1: anderson man i mean it was light work this this man was the goat of the ufc <laughs> for a very long time before in my opinion john jones came around you know it was anderson silva he was the first guy to bring in so many different disciplines Mm -hmm. and to see how he's excelling at boxing like you said tito ortiz isn't the matchup that (laughs) we need to see anderson silva against but of course as anything in the sports fighting world comes back to man like i anderson's the guy for jake paul man i feel like yeah i feel like even though he's in his 40s, he looks so comfortable. His head movement was great, man. He talked about how he appreciates the art of boxing more than ever before, like having actually done it and trained in it now. And man, like you look at a guy that's what is Anderson Silva, man? He's got to be six feet, 185, six, one, 185, something like that, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I probably feel like around that, there. I feel like this would be, do. we keep saying it. This seems like the MMA guy that would take down. Jake Paul like this seems like the guy that could do it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he would want to though. Yes, it would be the big payday, but like Anderson's so reserved, like he doesn't talk all the crap like all these other guys. Like yeah. I don't know if I don't know if he would do the pre-fight trash talk that aspirin did, that Tyrone Woodley did, like I don't know if the hype would be built up for that fight. I think Anderson would do it. Yeah, I don't know about the hype. Like the,
0: you're right, it's one that would be built just on you know, the names alone, like yeah. Anderson's not going to do the trash talking. He, he It's funny because he does the showboating when he gets in the ring, at least <laughs> he used to when in the octagon. But it, it does make sense to do that fight next. But I don't, that's a tough fight for Jake Paul. Like yeah. we've seen yeah. Anderson <laughs> box. Like he's looked really good in the fights he's had. I mean, he beat Julio, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Who was, you know, he had, he had a great boxing career in his own right. So for Silva at his age to come out and do that i mean he, we've seen great boxing skills out of him and you're right yeah silva is a similar size to jake paul it would be a. I think it would be a fair matchup i would like to see that but they'll probably do i, I would imagine jake will fight tommy fury next Ty, i keep hearing about tyron woodley trying to get the rematch and the whole tattoo ordeal but there's no way tyron was ever getting tattooed there's no yeah. way and i doubt jake would have gotten tattooed either and i just i don't see that rematch happening but uh that would be cool. I, I think it would do numbers, the uh, the Anderson Silva, Jake Paul fight. It just, you're right. It wouldn't be based on trash talk. And I think Jake actually said he has a lot of respect for Silva. So mm. I don't even know that he would trash him.
1: Well, I'm sure that we will keep all the listeners updated on any Jake Paul fighting shenanigans, because whether you like it or not, this is <laughs> the biggest name to fight sports right now, man. And he's going to keep yep. being part of these headlines. Guarantee that now it's big Pat, news. Moving on to some football on these headlines, man. The Ravens signed Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman after signing Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Because, of course, Gus Edwards tears up his knee. Marcus Peters tears up his knee on the next play in practice. The Ravens just can't catch any luck with this injury stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Three running backs out for the year. But now you have Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman. And who's who's the other kid? Williams. Jason Williams or something. Uh, Tyson Williams. Yeah. Tyson, and I believe yeah. we just
0: got rid of Cannon too. So we had the other guy, mm. uh, Cannon, who was another running back, but now, I mean, you saw it, uh, you saw it when they played, they used Latavius Murray. I don't know why they went away from Tyson Williams. Cause he was having a great game. Yeah. He was tearing it up and then they went away from him. I don't know why. Cause they were in a position to just manage the game, run the ball, maybe run some screen passes, but they ended up not doing that as much. And uh, yeah, Latavius Murray got some touches. He actually got a touchdown. So that was good to see. Uh, I don't know when we're going to see Devonte Freeman. I don't know. Now that we have Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell and Williams has been doing good. Freeman's kind of like, at least in my mind, he's the back mm-hmm. end. Like he's the fourth option out of those four. So I, I would like to see Latavius and Tyson Williams split, you know, the the bulk of the carries. And if Le'Veon shows that he can still be a, dyna- a dynamic back, then I would like to see him mixed
1: in too. Yeah, man, even though you lost J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, it is still a phenomenal rushing attack and they are going to have some workhorses rotating in and out. So it'll be an interesting situation to keep an eye on in that backfield. Now, moving on to a little basketball, John Wall and the Rockets have agreed to work together to find a new place for him to play, man. So he's not suiting up for the Rockets this year. He maybe has the most untradeable contract. In Mm -hmm. basketball, but we said that about Russell Westbrook, but we said that about Chris Paul and these deals can happen. I just don't know a destination for John Wall. Who's giving up $45 million of cap space to have an old injured guard that was, you know, his entire game was predicated on his athleticism and now he Mm -hmm. can't stay healthy, man. I mean, what's going on with John Wall? Who's going to take on that contract? The only thing I saw that made sense, I actually saw it today. Uh, So maybe it's
0: good that we're releasing the podcast a day later because it gave me this thought. But Mm. perhaps the Sixers, you know, if they move on from uh, Ben Simmons, maybe sub in John Wall. I think John Wall would be a decent fit there. I don't know what would happen to Ben Simmons, but I saw that and I was like, that's a decent possibility. It was was a tweet like John Wall showing up to the Sixers facility, you know, (laughs) and he's showing up really trying to get on the team. But uh, I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. beyond that's that. Bad. I don't know. And Simmons it's a bad value contract. has dropped so much. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So they
0: kind of, they kind of match up then, right? Because both their values are at almost like an all time low, but they have really bad, you know, bad <laughs> contracts for, uh, yeah. For the sake of their talent.
1: That's not bad, man. I, I honestly can't even think of another destination, but we'll definitely keep uh, everyone updated on that John wall situation as well. But Pat sticking in the NBA, NBA is considering an in-season tournament. It seems like it's getting uh, towards that process of being passed, and it may be a legit thing for the next season. And the prize would be about $1 million per player on the winning team. Now, do you like this idea of having a domestic cup, let's call it, like there is in soccer, man? This is just in, you know, in interleague tournament where it's one game elimination mm-hmm.
0: and i think into this? i think when it was first proposed we had uh we had mentioned this on an earlier podcast but i i can't i could be contradicting myself i can't remember what i said in that episode but i wouldn't mind it just because i mean we're soccer fans so we're used to like the mm-hmm. domestic cup things and that there's there's interplay because this wouldn't affect the regular season i i remember they were saying they would have to take a few games off of the you know 82 game schedule but they did it last season for COVID and uh, it worked out fine. I think if they were to do that and then add the domestic cup, yeah, I would, I would have no problem with that. Just an extra incentive. I think my gripe was like, I I know it's a million dollars, but I don't know if the top tier players, they might, you know, they might want to rest them for the regular season. Like, it's like when you go to, you know, I remember back in the day when people would go to a Spurs game and Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Mana Ginobili would all be resting it kind of makes me think of that. That would be maybe the one problem you'd have is where the stars might sit out. Those guys who have big contracts and like, I don't need a million dollars. And even the coach agrees.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Hey, you think in soccer, you rest your players during the league cup, you know, you rest them during the Emirates cup, whatever. So, you know, it would make sense to rest people. I like the idea. I would just be worried about how this affects legacy. Like how much value do we put on this in-season tournament? this is not an NBA championship. This is not an MVP. This is not an all NBA team. Like mm-hmm. how do we categorize in season championship as an accolade, as an award. And that's as a sports fan that like loves debating the history of the game. Like mm-hmm. how would it fit in, in the big picture would be my big question, but I like the idea. I'm not opposed to it by any means. Yeah. Cause when you compare it to like the FA
0: cup in England, th- that's a big deal. If you win the FA cup, granted it does run a lot longer than I think this in season yeah. tournament would, I guess, you know, the tournament has to start somewhere. They would kind of just be testing the waters. So I wouldn't mind them trying it out and see how it goes.
1: Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And Pat, before we get on to the football, I just want to ask, man, how are we doing fantasy this week? I didn't. I didn't know you got three teams over there, so I well, don't know well, how, how it went. In our league, for the purposes
0: of our, you know, my league with you, I did not do well. Uh, Garrett,
1: <laughs> Garrett gave
0: me a good uh, – just one of our friends in our league. Garrett gave me, you know, a good, uh, a good walloping. I did not do well, but in my other league, I scored normal, normal format, uh, 198 points. I think my, yeah, my lowest score was, uh, was my kicker, Tyler Bass with like 11 points. But then above that, everyone else had at least 15 up and then, you know, Deandre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Mm. Lamar, Kamara, uh, Joe Mixon. So it, the team's looking good, at least through week one, but that tends to be the case. And then I, yep. you know, I go from like three and O to like three and three. So it's all going to depend, but how
1: did you, how did you do week? One's always a crap shoot, man. You never know what's going to happen. But, uh, it is, you know, my team didn't perform exceptionally well. They were fine. You know, definitely needed to make some adjustments, but luckily Shane's team put up some goose eggs. So uh, yeah, raining, Shane, not looking. Not looking for the title defense. Gets one point four points from Aaron Rodgers and zero points from Mike Geseki. So and minus three from his defense. So quarterback tight end and defense. He got minus 1.7. So I was not mad about the matchup. Man, <laughs> That just
0: will not get it done ever.
1: <laughs> that won't get it done. That's easy, bad. Easy 40 point win, man. Rogers, it. It, Rogers was the
0: shock of the week. I mean, I'm sure for everyone who owns him and yeah. just in not even just outside of fantasy. I mean, we'll talk about that matchup, but that was insane to me.
1: After Rodgers came back, I didn't think we'd be seeing Jordan Love get any snaps in Week One. But I did were, not. I definitely we did not wrong. think that. <laughs> I did not think Jordan Love would be getting snaps. But we'll definitely get into that, man. Before we get into Week Two of football, we'll just recap some of what happened this week, Pat. And uh, man, Bucks and Cowboys opened the season. What a game to open these season. It was a man. great game. Talk about it a little bit, Pat. Man, what'd you see there? What are your it, impressions? It was good that game. See, I thought. I I don't know. Dak looked really good, I guess
0: was my biggest takeaway is that regardless of any injury talk, and I've been skeptical on this podcast, Dak looked way better than I thought he would. Zeke did not. I mean, uh, Pollard outscored Zeke in fantasy. He had more Mm. impact, but it was just a pass heavy offense. And I think part of that was because of, it was kind of a shootout with the bucks. I mean, the the bucks have the offensive firepower. You got to kind of keep up with them. It's hard to play, you know, smash mouth football and run the ball with Zeke and give him 25 touches so they were really utilizing Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb and that was the, yeah a couple of my biggest takeaways were how good Dak looked and how good the Cowboys receivers looked so even though the Cowboys lost they I didn't expect that at all I expected the Bucks to win by at least a touchdown so for them to go in and lose by I think two points then uh it yeah and it was a it was on a field goal so right i was impressed with the cowboys that was my biggest takeaway
1: yeah and i mean thank you to the nfl for giving us that as the opening thursday night game you know i mean yeah a lot of passing man questionable calls like the chris godwin push off man we got a we got the game ending literally in the last couple seconds and I would say the same thing. I meant to start Dak in fantasy, and I forgot to do it before the deadline. He had a phenomenal game. Dak looked great. He's going to really benefit from the, all those receivers, man. They looked really good. But the other, on the other side, man, I think that I, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it reminds me of Peyton Manning's final, or the his second to last year with the Broncos, where he threw 55 touchdowns, and Eric Decker, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, and Julius Thomas all had 10. Mm-hmm. This is, dude, Mike Evans was a non-factor because yeah. Gronk had two touchdowns and Antonio Brown that was had two shot. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, Gronk and A.B. looked like the best tight end in the league and the best receiver. Remember, A.B. was the best receiver in the league three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, is Mike Evans an afterthought? Man, <laughs> it's O.J. Howard. It's yeah. scary. It's got to be
0: good news for Bucs fans that the two biggest weapons on opening night were Gronk and A.B., because, obviously, Godwin had a good game, but Godwin and Mike Evans were the afterthought. <laughs> and Leonard yeah. Fournette. I mean, Leonard Fournette had that, you know, uh, tipped – where you should have caught it. But, uh, yeah, yeah he the, he's not known for catching passes. But he got Brady a pick. That was like – they were afterthoughts. It was crazy to me that Gronk had two
1: touchdowns. And uh, it was it was nice to see A.B. bounce back, too. It just felt like Brady's going to have all the weapons he needs again this year, and it's going to be he's got everything. Man, yep. I mean – You expect the Bucs to win, but it'll be interesting to keep an eye on them because they are looking good. They are looking scary, man. And, uh, well, we'll move on. We'll move on to those Patriots now. I mean, you put on here Mac Jones' impression. Yeah, I wanted to get your impression. I was was impressed. I was impressed. Regardless of the loss, I was impressed with Mac Jones. I agree with some of the NFL analysts on Monday morning. Um, Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback this week from everyone that played. 100%. I mean, the obvious headlines are the fumbles from Damian Harris early in the game, late in the game. Well, Mac Jones is bringing you on a game winning drive. You fumble on the seven yard line, which would have put you up. They go down the field games over, man. So obviously that's the big headline. But Mac had a really good game. I mean, he's not a game winner yet. He's a game manager, but I think with all the pieces that are there and if you know, you don't get penalized on all those big chunk plays, man. It felt like every big play that we had, that was 25, 30 yards, whether it was John Smith, whether it was Damian Harris, like it felt like all those plays were penalized, man. And I feel like at the end of the day, it's just a really solid debut against a really solid team. Brian Flores has done an amazing job with this dolphins team. They won nine games last year. Didn't they? I mean, Mm -hmm. they're a good team. You picked them to win in this game. You picked them to come in second in this division. That can absolutely happen, man. But I'll say, I mean, Mac was the best rookie quarterback and I thought for a debut, you know, I, I wasn't mad. I was not mad. I was very satisfied watching Mac Jones play this week. I really was. Yeah. And like you said, he's a good game manager, at least from what we saw. And I think for the Patriots,
0: if they have a good game manager, like they don't need an explosive talent at quarterback, you know, they don't need an Aaron Rodgers that's slinging the ball. If they have like an Alex Smith type quarterback, which I think Mac Jones could be similar, then I think that's all they need. And they, with Belichick's coaching, I think that's a recipe for success.
1: Yeah. And my thought with that too, is that he's a game manager right now. He can get to that point. Yeah. You can improve. Like it was his first game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: He has the potential to be more than just a game manager, but if that's, you know, the basis that's, that's excellent.
1: Feel good about Mac Jones as a Patriots fan after week one. That's that big takeaway. That's for sure. Now, Mm -hmm. Now another rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, man, those Jets lose to the Carolina Panthers. So you picked that game, right, man. But Zach will Zach Wilson impressions to start here, Pat.
0: I will say so. The the Jets obviously did not look good for most of the game, but towards the end. They he did get a couple touchdowns. He did have the pick, but he got a couple touchdowns. I think he threw for 250, just over 250 yards. He looked better than I thought he would. And considering the team around him, the Jets defense actually looked pretty good. I will say that. But for Zach Wilson, Mm. he was the second best rookie quarterback. I don't even know beyond that who else started. Justin Fields got Trevor Lawrence. But Justin Fields got like two uh two snaps. Trey Lance obviously didn't play. But uh, Zach Wilson looked better than I thought. I think there is potential there. He has Corey Davis. He has uh, Braxton Berrios. Those are two good targets for him. Jamison Crowder's hurt. I don't know. or uh, mm-hmm. Either hurt or he was on the COVID list. COVID I know he was out. COVID, yeah. okay. So COVID list, he'll be back. So he's got decent weapons there. Jamison Crowder. Uh, I just blanked on him. I blanked on him. Corey, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, thank you. Yeah. Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. So decent Decent look for the Jets, but I was impressed with Zach Wilson too,
1: at least towards the end. Yeah, it's one of those like Josh Allen situations where it's like, hey, not a lot of expectations from this kid. He's a raw talent, big arm, didn't play the best competition in college. You know, Josh Allen, Wyoming, Zach Wilson, BYU. So it's like, give them some time to develop. They're not going to win too many games this year, but if Zach Wilson has that steady improvement, man, and can throw 250 yards and two touchdowns a game. Mm-hmm. It's an upgrade from Sam Darnold and what they were doing in New yeah. York. And, you know, Jets may have their quarterback, man. You never know. It didn't happen with Sanchez. It didn't happen with Darnold. It didn't happen with all these other guys. So Maybe they found their quarterback. I haven't bought into all the Zach Wilson hype yet, but he looked okay. You know, he looked like he was a a rookie quarterback. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. not as good as Mac Jones. And hopefully, on the other side, Darnold found a new home with Carolina.
1: Yeah, not bad. Not bad. He didn't didn't look bad, man. Now your Ravens, Pat. What happened against these Raiders? What a what a Monday night game. This was an awesome. This was a
0: this was a bad loss, Chandler. It was a. There's nothing. There's nothing else to really say in turn like it was a bad loss I will say I bet on this game too so I took the Ravens uh over it was over four so the over 44 and a half for the game and then the Ravens plus three and it was a bad beat so we were up two touchdowns which I you know I'm pumped I'm like here we go Tyson Williams you know we got Latavius Murray too we can manage the game our right tackle Villanueva Offered no protection to Lamar. Right. He's got to get so much better. Max Crosby ate him alive all night. Max Crosby looked like a world beater on the Raiders. He's I was fast. Oh, he's very and he's a very good player, but I think we made him look better than he should have. He he <laughs> played really well.
1: Yep.
0: And credit to the Raiders, they played really well, but it was uh it was a bad loss. I mean, never mind. Look, like, we had the lead, and then I think we gave the ball to the Raiders under a minute, no timeouts. They drive the field, kick the 55 yarder to go to OT. And from there, I kind of knew, I was like, this this doesn't look like it's trending well. And granted, the Raiders gave us the ball back. They threw a pick in the end zone in OT. Ravens get the ball back and I'm feeling good again. I I stayed up till like midnight for this game. It was late. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. went to OT and I was like, oh, damn. I was like, I get to get up for work in the morning. And, uh, (laughs) And they throw the pick in the end zone. Ravens get the ball back. I'm feeling good. And, uh, you know, wouldn't you know, we turn the ball over as well. And uh, Raiders come back. Don't just kick a field goal to win. Apparently there was a whole thing where they couldn't find the kicker. They couldn't find him. Like he was warming up at the tent or something. And so Hmm. they had the kicking unit out, took a delay a game, ended up running a play and throwing a touchdown. So they beat us on the touchdown to ruin my bet, but also – put a dagger in our hearts because that is not a good loss to open the season. Granted World we were coverage
1: on, too on that Zay Jones route, man. He yeah. was wide, open. wide yeah, we, open.
0: We were on the road in Vegas. You know, it was a tough environment to play in uh, in prime time too. It's a game we should have won. I will say it was a tough environment to play in but that was just a bad loss. The way we lost, I would have been fine. You know, if we went in lost in regular time, but like a touchdown, I would say, you know, there's some things to work with, but the way we lost was just heartbreaking. Not a good way to go in. I believe playing Kansas city next week. So yeah, there's potential to start the season. Oh, and two, which in the AFC North, such a competitive division is not going to, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, man. And I'm thinking hosting Kansas city next week, that is tough. And, like you said, the vision's very competitive. We'll talk about that. Steelers yeah. win as well, but Steelers look better than we thought that they would. And, uh, man, I will just say uh, the Raiders real quick. I thought it was really interesting. John Gruden saying, Darren Waller is the best player I have ever coached. Darren Waller is fantastic. He's legit, but he's kind of that consensus number three or four tight end in the league. But he had something like 17 targets. Apparently, Derek Carr went to him yeah. throw after throw after throw, and that just has to put the ultimate confidence in you as a player. So I hope that Waller's in for another career season. Steady improvement, man. This guy is quite the story, but I love Gruden showing that shine and giving that love to him. And you love Derek Carr talking about how Zay Jones outworks everybody in practice. And that's all he has to say after, you know, that game winning play, man. So, you know, I'm not going to put too much stock into the Raiders, but the Raiders looked okay. They shouldn't have won the game. I know it's your Ravens, but, the Raiders looked okay and Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Crosby. Some of these guys looked really good for the Raiders. John Gruden has them looking okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. Josh Jacobs is a little banged up, but they do yeah. have Kenyon Drake too. So not a bad second option in Kenyon Drake. And I will say, Darren Waller could, just based on volume alone and the amount yeah. that he's used in Las Vegas, he could be, I mean, he could emerge as the next tight end behind Kelsey. Because I don't know. It's going to depend what we see from George Kittle and Mark Andrews, but I could easily see Darren Waller being right behind Kelsey as the number two in the league.
1: The tight end position, better hope Rob Gronkowski is not back, man, because after that first week, I mean, he was the best tight end of the league for eight, nine straight years. (laughs)
0: Tight end feels the deepest it has in a long time, at least in my opinion.
1: It it really feels that way. There's so many good tight ends now. There is, there is, man, and uh, so many good quarterbacks too, but somehow, Pat, the Saints with famous James yeah. Winston, man, they go and they beat the Packers <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers on his one last dance. So 38 to three, dude. Mm-hmm. Shock of the week, man. This yeah. was, I couldn't believe it. James uh, Winston, five touchdowns. What? We love that. We love to see it. They were on the road
0: too in what should have been a home game, as we mentioned. They're playing yeah. they play Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: In Jacksonville, and they beat the Packers 38 to 3. Unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers just did not show up, man. And I gotta tell you, I love what Drew Brees said commentating about this game. He he said, Wow, I you know, I guess what this team was just missing last year was that deep ball from Jameis because Jameis looked unbelievable. Jameis at this point may be the NFL MVP after week one. Like he mm-hmm. He had a better game than anyone. He was unbelievable. Yes. Yeah.
0: And he didn't have that many passing yards, but five touchdowns will certainly get it done. No man, one's complaining. The,
1: no picks the, either. The Saints may have more stock in this NFL season than we were giving them credit for. And I don't think that's an overreaction after week one.
0: Yeah, to be-I mean, the Packers, I don't know if it was just a them looking really bad, the Saints looking really good, or a combination of both, but Without Mike Thomas, too. I mean, he threw five touchdowns, they don't have Mike Thomas, and they beat the Packers
1: 38 to three. Mm, it is nuts. It is it's that'll be one to keep an eye on, without a doubt, man. And yeah, another new quarterback in a new spot, man. Matt Stafford and the Rams, they just absolutely dominate the Bears. Man, the game never really felt close, and uh man, I gotta tell you, Andy Dalton looked horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, but I do feel bad for him because when you're watching a game. And the entire time they're showing highlights of Justin Fields and Chris Collinsworth is sitting there talking about Justin Fields for like half the broadcast, man. You got a feel for the guy, but there's just no reason to be starting Andy Dalton in Chicago. It's not going to work, Matt Nagy. save your job and start your rookie quarterback.
0: Yeah. And I, I saw this and I did kind of agree with it. it. It feels like when the Ravens started Joe Flacco after drafting Lamar yeah. and then, you know, however many games in Lamar took over. And he ended up taking the job, and it was uh, that was it from there. It it kind of feels like that situation, but it could even happen sooner, where Justin Fields might come in and be the starter sooner than we expected.
1: It should be week two, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. After as far that, as far
0: as I'm concerned, too. Honestly, I feel bad for Dalton because I do like Andy Dalton, but you got to give the young guy a chance.
1: If you want to be a perennial seven and nine or eight and eight team, yeah, give Andy Dalton all the starts you want, man. But if you want a guy that can come in and change your franchise, people forget he set big 10 records left and right at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. He was the number two quarterback recruit in his class behind Trevor Lawrence. Like everything's there for Justin Fields. You trade up and trade your future to take this kid and you're not going to play him. Man, it is tough to watch. I need to see Justin Fields on the field. But the quarterback on the other side of the ball, Pat, I got to tell you, man, I had not been buying into the Matt Stafford, to the Rams hype. I thought they overpaid to get him. (laughs) <laughs> Looking pretty damn good, man. Looking I told you last week. Good. Stafford's
0: Stafford's been a underrated quarterback his entire career, and now that he's on a team that's actually good, mm. I'm so excited for him. Him and Sean McVay get along. I think Stafford gets along with the whole team, so he's got good options out there. I'm excited for the Rams. I yeah. I, I, I like rooting for Stafford, so I'm excited for him.
1: I heard that like him, McVay, and Cooper Cup get breakfast, and they'll just study the <laughs> I don't playbook doubt for it. two hours, man. Yep. And it's like. It's like, man, they want to be there. And everyone's been saying that this is a legit Super Bowl contender. I, I need another week or two against a better team. But, man, they looked pretty darn good. And I can see myself buying into that Stafford hype. I think I'm I think yeah. I'm turning the corner there.
0: And as a side note, I will give Goff credit in Detroit because they were getting yeah. their ass kicked. And they came almost all the way back. And they almost beat the 49ers in the long run, which would have been absolutely miraculous because they were down, I think, three <sighs> touchdowns. It, going into like the fourth quarter and then they ended up only losing by eight or something. It was a, yeah. it was a great, it ended up being a great game. It wasn't yeah, for a
1: long time. And you see them recover the onsides, kick score another <laughs> yeah, touchdown. They're exactly. like, are they going to score three touchdowns like, in no three way. minutes? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> and it's
0: golf too.
1: And TJ,
0: like who are their weapons? You know, TJ Hawkinson, Deandre Swift and uh, Tyra Williams. I don't even know what Tyrell did in that game, but TJ Hawkinson had a great game.
1: And Debo Samuel, I mean, looking unbelievable for San yes. Francisco. San yes. Francisco looked every bit as advertised until those last five, six they minutes. Did. They should be back in the conversation, man. That division is crazy tough. Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, man, they that is a stacked division.
0: I know if the yeah. 49ers didn't let off the gas pedal, they
1: would look like world beaters. Mm, without a doubt, man. And. Probably the biggest game of the week. I shouldn't say probably it was the Chiefs, man. They come back on those Browns, man. And you see Mahomes in that fourth quarter. Those two quick touchdowns, man. Tyreek Hill, 75 Mm -hmm. yards. Oh, man. It just was like perfect Mahomes madness in that game, man. You knew what was happening when Mahomes got the ball. It was like when Brady got the ball with a minute and a half left. You know he's getting them down the field. You give Mahomes the ball in the fourth quarter, it's like, all right, all bets are off, man. 14 points just like that. It's crazy. I will say – I at halftime I knew the Chiefs were going to win that game. Right. <laughs> I I put a
0: bet the Chiefs were obviously like huge favorites going in like I don't know what I don't know what the line was, but they were huge favorites going into the game. And then at halftime they ended up being like plus 175. Like they were underdogs. And I I put a bet down on the Chiefs to win just straight up and I was like this is I was like this is sure fire money. I was like there's no way the Chiefs lose this game. And sure enough they came back and won. Yeah, Andy's Mahomes, picks, man,
1: we got to start it because Mahomes looks no know,
0: he knows how to make it look easy. It's crazy. Mahomes is unbelievable.
1: I like how they like brought up the meme of like F it, just throw it down there. And <laughs> yeah. they, they asked Mahomes, and he's like, Sometimes it's how it is with Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek's Ty- <laughs> down it there somewhere. It, <laughs> yeah.
0: Even McCole Hardman, he's got speed. Kelsey's the big target. He's down there somewhere. So he might haul it in. Yeah. They, regardless of losing Sammy Watkins, they got no shortage of options.
1: And man, Pat, you know, I will say I think Joe and I's MVP pick looks a little bit better than yours to start the season because yeah, Mahomes Ro- is at the top of the list on that MVP conversation. I know Rogers, four.
0: like after week one, that's already hard to come back from. <laughs> and yeah, it really is. And the MVP chase these days, you need a game like Mahomes to start the year. Not Rogers is gonna have to have an unbelievable next what 16 games. Yeah, he's gonna have to have an unbelievable 16 games.
1: Yeah, 115 or 140 yards, no touchdowns in a pick is a tough place to start, man. But not good. But, man, the Steelers in Buffalo, man, beating the Bills. One of the big surprises of the week, if you ask me, man. And this had me thinking are we underrating Pittsburgh? Or are we overrating Buffalo? Is it a mix, man? Because I got to tell you, I look at. Pittsburgh that defense looks great even though Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger on offense looks like he's 100 years old somehow he's still throwing some nice wheel routes he's looking okay but man the offensive talent looks a little bit minimal in Buffalo outside of Allen and Diggs and that's my concern for them which kind of feel like maybe we're overrating them a little bit after last season
0: I would agree with you Chandler I really do I I didn't expect to agree with you there at least before week one but after what we saw last week I know the Steelers defense is really good they just paid T.J. Watt so they got Mm -hmm. him back he's in full effect Minka Fitzpatrick I mean the Steelers defense is really good and they were down the bills were up but Steelers came back and yeah I we might be overrating Buffalo I gotta say in Buffalo I never expected Mm the bills to lose that game, regardless of how good the Steelers actually are. I know the Steelers, the Steelers are very good. We got to give them their credit, Yep. but yeah, we may, we may have overrated the bills along with everyone. I mean, it's, you know, that may be a really a jump to a conclusion after just one game. We'll see after week two, if our, uh, if our opinions are a little more validated, it really depends how they perform in their next game. I don't know who they're playing next week, but
1: we might be overrating Buffalo. Uh, man, when you're up 10-0 at halftime and you uh, let up 23 points to three in the second half, it's pretty tough. And, yeah, the Bills' uh, defense
0: looked unbelievable for yeah. a while, and they yeah. they do have a good defense. But you're right, the offensive side of the ball. I mean, outside of Stefan Diggs, it's we Cole Beasley, and then yeah. uh, who, they're running back these days. I can't even. Singletary, Moss. Singletary, yeah, Singletary.
1: <laughs> Man, it's it's tough. And uh, it'll definitely be interesting to keep an eye on both of those teams because one of them is trending in a direction we didn't think they would be. And uh, same the other side of the ball, you know, um, Bill's not looking great. Steelers looking better than expected. Now, team that looks a lot better than expected. Both of us got these picks wrong. Pat, man, the Texans, they put up 37 points on the Jags. Trevor Lawrence had his moments. Did not look amazing, but man, Texans thirty seven points sh- just shocked in the league.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I said it was bad. If I was like, if we're not taking the Texans even in this game against yeah. the Jaguars, <laughs> that it's that's really bad. So uh, yeah, the, the Texans putting up thirty seven points. I was shocked. I was shocked that they did that. I was surprised that they won. But yeah, they they really they put it on the Jaguars. I was I was surprised by that. But uh, good on them. I mean, I, I don't know
1: what else to say, but I was very surprised. Very surprised. And I'll throw this in there, too. Trevor Lawrence, first regular season loss of his football yep. career. High school, college, never lost to the playoffs. So, dude, this that's pretty nuts. Uh, that's pretty nuts. Trevor's been pretty weird good way. <laughs> weird way to lose your first regular season game. <laughs> very strange. Yeah, man, uh, you know, it just shows you with all these rookie quarterbacks, it's going to take a while before they change that franchise and before the franchise gets built around them, Mm because Jags have a lot left to do when they're losing to the team that's ranked 32 in the league, you know? Yeah, it's funny when you
0: you look at the Texans offense and you're like, where did these 37 points come from? Like, who scored these? (laughs) That's a lot of points for an offense that has no, you know, huge
1: names. I mean, Brandon Cooks, Tyron Taylor, but. (laughs) Mark Ingram. Those three are not big yeah. names. <laughs> no. All right, man. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase looking solid. Jamar didn't have the drops everyone expected. No. Let's I was not impressed overreact. with the Bengals. I was impressed. <laughs> yes. And I got to tell you, no one thought they would beat the Vikings, man. All the panelists, both you and I picked yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, we picked the Vikings. Man. Bengals looking a lot better than we expected. That LSU connection looks like it's there, Pat. Yeah,
0: Joey B looking, he's looking real solid. And I'm excited for the Bengals. I know. I, I said, like, if, if the a- in the AFC North, if the Bengals are good, it's a problem because we have yeah. four really good teams then. So <laughs> in the AFC North is looking tough, and uh, I, I still am happy for Joe Burrow, though. Coming back from the injury, it feels good. Got to feel good to come in first game and get a win in a game that not many people expect you to
1: win. And another game, too, man, I mean – these eagles just absolutely routing atlanta which bird gang i did not expect to win man I've, i definitely think the eagles yeah and you called it for your brothers too man but hertz looked fantastic the falcons looked absolutely terrible Devonta man. That was smith big shock yeah,
0: yeah i think that was the eagles did look very good but i think part of it was also the falcons being really bad mm. russell gage i think he had two targets I think he had a drop as well. Didn't get any receptions. Calvin Ridley had an underwhelming game. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, underwhelming game. Really, Matt Ryan, underwhelming game. The Falcons offense as a whole. And with a team like the Falcons, I mean, we've said on this podcast, their defense is their biggest liability. Yeah. And their offense is really good. So <laughs> if the offense isn't working, it's a real problem. It's I mean, with the Texans putting up 37 points, if the Falcons offense looks like that, you're going to have a number, you're going to have a new number 32 team in the league because <laughs> they can't continue that pace. I really hope they don't for the sake of, you know, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts in fantasy, but it was not good for Atlanta.
1: We're just going to blame that on some week one jitters. And I hope that so. Atlanta That's figures what, <laughs> it out because that was ugly. That's what ugly. I hope.
0: I am hoping. <laughs> good for the one, Eagles, though. One <laughs> of the shocks Eagles. of
1: the week without a doubt. Man, it was. It
0: man. was. That was one that, of the more shocking score lines than the uh, Saints
1: Packers. Now Pat out of 16 games picked man. You you killed me this week. You went 9 and 7 in your picks. I went 6 not and bad. 10. 6 and 10 for me, dude. So not a hot start, but uh I I'm, I'm feeling good about these week 2 picks. We're going to we're going to try to even it out a little bit here. We'll yeah, give that yeah. update next week, but we got to dive into these picks man and the Thursday night game that no one asked for, the New York Giants at the Washington Football Team, Pat. Who we got for picks in this game?
0: Oh, I don't. I don't know if Fitzpatrick's gonna play. Wasn't he hurt? I don't know what he, the Giants he's out for the year. Oh, okay, that well, there you go. Yeah. He's definitely not gonna play then. There's so many football teams to keep track of. But the Giants <laughs> did not look good. No. God, this is tough. You know, it's really tough for me because I picked Terry McLaurin because Fitzpatrick was in yeah. Washington, and I was like, oh, he's gonna sling the ball. Well, that's not happening anymore. Um. I think the Giants have a bounce back game. I like the Giants here. I'll take I'll take the Giants. Daniel Jones he looked really bad. The Giants in general did, but I like the Giants here.
1: This has Cam Newton written all over it. If you ask me, I feel like I feel I like he's I feel like he's the fill in run heavy offense man. I don't trust Heineke even though he looked okay. I'm gonna go Washington football. You know it's another home game. It's two home games to start the year, and I just feel like this defense is so solid. The Giants looked so bad that I just it, I, did, it it was bad like Washington without Fitzpatrick, I still think can get it done especially at home so I'm gonna go Washington football team there Pat's at Jets in the second matchup. I'll let you start off there since you picked the pats game right last last week
0: oh, we got the rookie QVs facing each other they are uh they are at the Jets. But I will take New England in this game. I do like the Patriots. They look they look decent against a tough Dolphins team. They look decent and trying to get the unit together with a new quarterback. Cam Newton just left. Now they got Mac Jones. I- I'll take the Patriots. They're they're gonna get more acclimated. I think the Pats are gonna be a team that just gets better as they go this
1: season. That's how the Pats normally work, and that's why I'm gonna go with them too. Also, Belichick has an amazing track record against rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks. Like Tua is not the reason that the Dolphins won that game. No, And I think that Zach Wilson will be halted as well. So for that reason, I'm definitely going to go with the Pats. Now Broncos at Jags for our third matchup there, man. I'm going to go Denver. Teddy Bridgewater looks pretty decent, man. He had, he had a good speech to start off the game. Von Miller said, I haven't felt that in a huddle since 18 was here. You're not going to try to compare Teddy Bridgewater to Peyton Manning, man. But I liked Teddy. I like, I like what they're building there. So I'm a rock with Denver in this game. I'm also going to pick Denver. Yeah. From the highlights from that game,
0: the conversation with Von Miller, just the Jaguars losing to the Texans. I mean, yeah. their defense did not look good. Even if the Jaguars put up 30 points, I just don't see their defense keeping that pace. So I'm going to go with the Broncos.
1: It's crazy, man. Five years ago, the Jaguars had maybe the best defense in the league. They Campbell, yeah. Paul Pazlusny, Telvin Smith, you signed Yannick and Yeah, dude. And then you had AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. Like yep. you had two of the best. Co- oh, that's crazy. that's yeah, fallen apart. Is falling. I know it's crazy. Two Denver picks there though, man. Bills at Miami, man. Is there any way? Is there any way the Dolphins win this game? In Miami? I tell you what, I'm going to take Miami.
0: Woo! If we're, if we're talking about maybe we overrated the bills. I, I got to stick to my guns. I'll go Miami. Even though I do, I I think we both picked Buffalo to win this division, I'm yeah. just, I'm going to go Miami here.
1: Dude, like part part of me wants to pick Miami, but I just can't do it. I have good can't conscience, do it. yeah.
0: It's it's a tough pick. I, I want you know, to. I'm taking the risk, but I'll I'll go Miami.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a second week of picking Buffalo against a good defense, and I'm gonna hope that give they do it right. Give them another yeah. chance. But after this, man, whoever they're playing in week three, <laughs> if they lose to the Dolphins and the Steelers back to back, I'm going with whoever the Bills are playing. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're fading the Bills after that 0-2. Oh, 49ers Eagles Pat, Who this got? is a
0: great matchup because it is both teams look really good. Obviously, the 49ers have the tough ending against Detroit. Um, I'll go. I'll go Niners here. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna correct some of those mistakes from last week. I, they're not gonna make the mistake of taking their foot off the gas pedal. Jimmy G looked really good. Uh, you know, obviously the George Kittle fumble on the onside kick made that Detroit game a lot closer yeah. than it should have been. So I'll I'll take the Niners here. And if Ayuk actually plays, he he like was not even a factor. He was really a non-factor. So if they have Debo and Iuk out wide, then uh, I li- I like the Niners.
1: Yeah, I, it's going to be a huge addition to this offense. I'm going to go with the Niners. I think that this defense is worlds better than the Falcons defense. I don't think Hertz is putting up 30 points against the 49ers. And I think that uh, they, I think they just have a much better roster on both sides of the ball. So I'm definitely rocking with the Niners there. Mm-hmm. Rams visiting Indianapolis, Pat Rams at Colts. With how good the Rams
0: looked. I got to yeah. I got to ride it <laughs> up for this for this week. I think I picked them last week, too. I think I yep. did. Yeah, yep. so I'll, I'll ride with them again. They didn't do me anything wrong last week. They definitely uh, outperformed my expectations. So I'll, I'll ride with them as well.
1: If the Seahawks beat the Colts by two scores, I think that the Rams beat the Colts by three scores. That's how I'm looking at this. I think that this is a shoe-in game for the Rams. I don't think I don't think the Colts have enough, man. I really don't. So I'm definitely rocking with the Rams there.
0: Yeah, not looking like the complete package right now.
1: No, no they're on not. the same page. Now, the Las Vegas Raiders, the 1-0, and 0, beat the Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders, taking on another NFC <laughs> or AFC North division. Uh, unnecessary, <laughs> but. Hey, had unnecessary. Okay. Just okay. had to take the shot, man. Um, playing the Steelers, man. You think the Steelers are going to uh, avenge the Ravens here you know, protect their uh, AFC North uh, brethren over there? I tell you what, the
0: Steelers beat the Bills in Buffalo last week, and as good as the Raiders – did end up looking against the Ravens. Uh, I got to take the Steelers here. I mean, at home, they looked good against Buffalo. There's no reason for me to not pick against the steel or to not pick the Steelers this week.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you there, but something's telling me to pick the Raiders. I don't know why. Like I shouldn't, they shouldn't have won that game. The Steelers looked like their defense was awesome. Like, nothing but for whatever reason i'm picking the raiders pat i like Derek Carr, man like like every season i'm believing in this guy more than i should so i'm gonna rock with the raiders man carry that high into uh into heinz field man and uh beat the steelers i almost
0: picked the raiders i will say they they impressed me
1: i almost picked them they they looked they looked pretty decent they should have won that game but who knows what's gonna happen in pittsburgh Bengals at chicago man i it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but I'm going to go with the Bengals, man. There's just no part of if Andy Dalton's starting week two, that makes me think that he's going to go win games against a competent team. You know?
0: Yeah, that was my thought process, too. I was like, I, I want to pick the Bears because I yeah. <laughs> want to say that Justin Fields will start. But if they start Dalton, I, I don't like the Bears at all. So just on the off chance mm. they do start Dalton, I'll, I'll go with the Bengals as well.
1: Yeah. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I like that connection. I think Jamar Chase is going to be starting at the flex for me this week in fantasy. Maybe not even flex. He might be taking Julio Jones's job because Julio was a non-factor in Tennessee. Man, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely going with the Bengals there. Houston at Browns for the next matchup. This game might have 80 points, Pat. (laughs) They might <laughs> yeah, have apparently right <laughs> apparently because the browns d as good as they've improved as much as they've improved did
0: not look again they did not look good against kansas city which obviously i don't think many defenses are going to look good against kansas city but i, I still got to go with the browns here I, the texans did impress me but there's i i don't know it might be a fluke win the fact that the jaguars don't have a good defense i don't think they're going to stand up too well against the browns in cleveland
1: yeah, I'm with you. I like I'm definitely going Browns, but part of me feels like it's worth throwing 10 bucks on the Texans on this game. Probably a good value be, bet. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be a huge underdog like plus like might...
0: 200 or something. So it's not a bad value bet.
1: Yeah. I may throw a 10 bucks on that one, man. I don't know, but I'm definitely picking the Browns, um, even though they're 0 and 1 Saints at Carolina, man. I am just riding the James train, man. I'm going Saints all day, you know, and I feel like Jameis is gonna have a sneaky good—not even sneaky—I think he's gonna have a great season. Mm -hmm. I really do. I don't like—it's unbelievable. Sean Sean Payton's doing something great there. Yeah,
0: he certainly is already putting it. uh, He already put it together in Week One. I mean, he did learn. He learned. He was already good, but he learned under Drew Brees for an entire year. And even though he didn't really play, I'm sure he learned a lot in that time. Maybe to a better game better game management. Maybe how to throw less interceptions than he was before being a little more selective when he takes his shots downfield so uh i i will take the saints in this one as well
1: minnesota at arizona pat we didn't we i don't know if we mentioned it arizona throttled tennessee in what i thought was going to be a much closer game and yeah i'm riding with the cardinals man they looked awesome they looked fantastic the, the
0: vikings lost in cincinnati so i'm gonna i'm right there with you
1: i'm going with the cardinals too all right. I like that, man. I like that. Now we got Falcons at Bucks. Is there much of a conversation there? No, <laughs> we can almost brush by this one.
0: Uh, like I said, I mean, if the Falcons' offense looks like they did, they're certainly not going to stand up to the Bucks' defense, which is very good. And the Cowboys had a very good offensive showing to make the Bucks' defense look like they did and score, you know, what, 29 points.
1: Uh, I will ride with the Bucks. I also think that uh, there's a chance Brady may be on the better end of 28 to 3 in this game. Like, I think they may be up 28 to 3 at halftime on the mm-hmm. Falcons. I think there's a legit chance, which is, which is kind of sad. <laughs> Tennessee at Seattle, Pat. I, I, did, last week, I would have picked this game pretty close, but after yeah. the Tennessee showing, it's tough. And this is the thing. Seattle's
0: such a tough place to play as it yeah. is. And Seattle did look very good against the Colts. Russell Wilson looked good. Tyler Lockett, great. Then you got DK Metcalf, obviously. I think, yeah, after the showing, I wanted to go with the Titans just in the off chance they'd bounce back. But I, I think Derrick Henry will bounce back. But mm.
1: Seattle, it's Seattle this week for me. I want to pick Seattle, but I'm going to be stubborn and stick with uh, my boy Mike Vrabel and the Titans. I just I can't I like fathom that that is their performance. Mm-hmm. I also think the Cardinals are better than the Seahawks, and even though it was like a 28 point win or something, I feel like this will be a much closer game. I'm going to go with Tennessee in a very close game, like 24, 21, 21, 17. Like it's going to be close, but I'm a rock with Tennessee because I just can't believe that they'll be that bad two weeks in a row. That, I think that it'll can't be close. Happen. Yeah, I think it'll be close too. And I think they will bounce
0: back. Like, you know, like you said, close game. I think they will bounce back, but I still
1: see uh see Seattle getting the edge. Yep. Dallas at the Chargers, man. My two quarterbacks facing off against each other. I don't know who to start because <laughs> I, I feel like Herbert's gonna put up yeah. more points in this game. They just the Chargers have a better defense, but who we got in this game, man? Dallas at the Chargers. I'm going to continue with my chargers pick.
0: I picked, Mm. I picked, you know, that I was, I was faithful in the head coach before the season started. I liked how they looked last week. I'm going to, the sake of my buddy too is a big chargers fan. Uh, I'm going to ride bull gang or don't bang. It's a, it's, (laughs) it's, it's chargers this week.
1: (laughs) I like that, man. I'm going to rock with the chargers as well. You know what I've said about the chargers all year You know, my defensive player of the year picked Erwin James was the number one rated defender after the week week one of football by Pro Football Focus. He had a great game. You know, Nick Bosa's back there, man. They have so many fantastic players on both sides of the ball, and I think they're going to keep figuring it out. I'm going to go Chargers, but I'm going to go in a tight game, but a lot of points, like 31-28, 34-31. I don't don't know how much defense there's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun game, a lot of points, but I'm going to rock with the Chargers at the end of the day as well. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Now, Pat, Kansas City at Baltimore, and the question is: the question is, do I pick the Ravens
0: seventeen times? Uh, (laughs) I I am gonna go with the Ravens this week. You know, it was a rough showing; it was a bad loss, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose the faith quite yet in the flock. Uh, We're at home; we're at the bank. I like that. I like that our fans will be there in support. I think John. John Harbaugh is going to make adjustments. And it's, you know, it is tough to make adjustments for Kansas City, but I think we're going to do it. I think we'll be much tighter on our O line. And uh, our defense is consistent. I think our defense will be decent against uh, an offense that's obviously tough to limit,
1: as I said, you know, just a few minutes ago. I will take the Ravens. I'm probably going to pick the Patriots 17 times. So it only makes sense that you pick the Ravens 17 (laughs) times. But. (laughs) (laughs) But man, I'm uh, I gotta go to Kansas City. I would imagine Um, I'm not. I've already made fun of the Ravens enough this episode. I'm not gonna pile on anymore. I'm just gonna leave it at. uh, If anyone's listening to this podcast, they know why I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's it's pretty clear. So
0: it's tough to pick against (laughs) the Chiefs,
1: but in this situation, it's probably the one week where I do have to pick against them. And now, Pat, I said the Thursday night game that no one asked for between Washington and the Giants. Now the Monday night game that no one asked for. (laughs) Lions at Lambeau taking on the Packers. Two 0-1 teams. Can we do it, Pat? Can we pick the Lions? Can we do it? (laughs) You know what? I'm going to do it. I'll I'll go with
0: the Lions. I'll go with the Lions going into Lambeau. I think the Packers will come back much better than they were. I mean, I don't – I don't think that's going to be a sign of what's to come for the Packers in this season. I do think they'll bounce back, but just on the off chance, I like the wild card pick here. I'm going to go with the Lions.
1: I guess if Jameis Winston can outscore Rodgers by 35 points, there's no reason Jared Goff can't. There's no. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason. (laughs) Pat, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. You almost lured me in, but I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> I I can't pick the lines. Yeah, I, crazy end to the game. Like they had no business being in that game. No business. No,
0: it was a lot closer than it should have been. But I also and
1: knew I, you would pick the Packers, so I was like, "I'll I'll get some variation." I'm going with the same as my Buffalo pick. Like they can't be this bad two weeks in a row. That's what yeah. I'm going with for the Packers. So I'm gonna pick the Packers there. <laughs> I like it. All right. We'll keep everyone updated on those picks next week, but now we're going to run through some listener questions before we wrap the show up with a quick ad and what we've learned. But Pat, first listener question, Brett asking me, man, how's recovery from the triathlon going? Totally fine, man. I felt good. Um, I, you know, I don't want to brag, but I did beat Brett. I did beat Rachel. So I beat my two competitors and I was uh, I was definitely feeling the best. I wasn't nauseous or anything like they were at the end of the race. I felt good, so I'm feeling good, man. I've been working out. Sean and I went and played soccer for two hours last night, so I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good after the try, man. No complaints. God forbid it was
0: one of those beer ones where you have like a beer <laughs> in between sessions, then you might be a little nauseous.
1: Trying to get a couple of my coworkers to do a beer mile with me, dude. That would one- be fun. One lap of the track, beer, one lap's a quarter mile, just a throwback. I here. think I'd throw up and I would do it just for the <laughs> just
0: to say I did it. It'd
1: be fun. Why not, man? Why not? Another one from Brett. Should Marcus Smart be the starting point guard over Dennis Schroeder, Pat? Yes, at least
0: at first. Just I like the veteran presence. I like his physicality. I like what he brings to the Celtics. He's just a good teammate. He's a good leader. So he's he's just got so many qualities that we look for in a Celtics player. And uh, I, I would definitely put him out there. I think it would be a little bit disrespectful to immediately put Schroeder in as the starter. Let Marcus Smart play. See how he does for at least, you know, maybe the first like 10 games. If it's not going well, test it out. Start to give Schroeder
1: more minutes. But at least at first, I would say Smart. I echo every sentiment you just said. Plus, I would like to have the guy that's locked up for the next five years starting. <laughs> too, not yeah. the guy we on did a just one pay one year flyer 5.9 mil. So give it to the guy that's locked in. Make Dennis Schroeder earn those minutes. That's definitely where I sit.
0: Yeah, we did just pay the man. So
1: we might as well use him. And a third one from Brett, pure boxing. Jake Paul versus the mountain. I'm not going to pretend to say half or half It's half thor, okay. yeah, 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 It's half thorough Bjornson or Bjornson, man. I uh, I mean. I gotta pick the six nine four hundred pound Mister Universe. You know, like uh, <laughs> I I don't think a, it would be hard for either. It would be hard for him to hit Jake Paul, mm-hmm. but anything Jake Paul lands, there's zero power behind it for a guy like Half Thor. You know. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Half Thor was supposed to box. I don't know what ever happened to that. I'm gonna have to <laughs>
0: you know do a quick look up here, but he was supposed to box.
1: He had a celebrity fight in the books.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to box another like. uh Strong man, yeah, another strong man guy. You know, they were both kind of getting into boxing. I don't think they were either boxers really. Uh, I mean, I it's if if you're, I don't know. It's tough because I like I like the speed and agility and precision. Um Jake Paul's not going to get any knockouts. That's not going to happen. But in a decision, I could say I would say Jake Paul could win. Footwork, poke him from the outside. You know, just get some jabs in. Uh, it's gonna be tough for Bjornsson to hit him. It's it'd be tough if, he, would, if he connects, it's a problem. This would
1: legitimately look like Oberon versus the mountain, like this would look like the Game of Thrones fight because the size difference would be uh, so extreme. Oh, but. here you go. September 18th, 2021.
0: Uh, world's strongest man champion, half Thor, the mountain Bjornsson versus Devon, no limits, Larit or Larat. Uh, so that is a fight card in Dubai.
1: So Uh, he's fighting in three days, two days, great timing,
0: (laughs) great timing for this question. I don't know if this person knew (laughs) that this fight was happening. I honestly did not know that it was coming up, but, uh, yeah, you can watch it for $10 on pay-per-view, uh, September 18th. I believe is that's this Saturday
1: that might be worth the 10 bucks. I tell you what,
0: I might be tuning in there's (laughs) UFC fights, but I could definitely go back and forth. I might need to see him fight. Might have to check that out, man. Uh, I'm happy it's so soon. I I can't believe it. I knew yeah. it was coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, right when you said the 18th, I was like, oh, shoot. It's the I was like, wait, that's like in a few days. Final answer, Pat. I'm going Mountain. Who are you going? Jake Paul. Oh, pure boxing. man. Well, we'll have some more tape to watch on uh, on next week's episode. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I could reassess maybe. Question from my brother, Nick. Who flopped more this week, the Bills or the Titans? Ooh.
0: I'll say the Titans because at least the Bills were in a very, you know, it was a tight game. They didn't get blown out and it was against a very good Steelers team. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Titans had a lot of expectations. And uh, yeah, I would say just based on expectations alone. I mean, the Titans were not supposed to go out there and get smoked like that. So I'll I'll say the Titans flopped.
1: Bills were up 10 at the half, a 10, nothing. Yeah. And, and the Titans were never part of the game. So I'm going definitely the Titans had a, had a worse week one for me. It is a flop to blow the lead though. So I was yeah. almost thinking that was your point, but uh, uh that is that is true, but I'm definitely going Titans there cuz they weren't even part of the game in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, which is I agree. which is sad to see. Yep. Kevin David Aaron Rodgers retiring after this poor Sunday performance? No. No, Kevin, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see
0: him uh it's funny, yeah, people were like, "Oh, maybe he should have stayed, you know, the Jeopardy host."
1: Uh no, he
0: was the MVP last year. Hey, let's relax. It was one game he maybe spent a little bit too much time in Hawaii, uh, not, you know, just away from the team, but I I would say he'll get reacclimated. And I I don't think that's going to be a common theme this season for the Packers. I'm starting to have, I'm starting to second guess my MVP choice. (laughs) Don't get me wrong there, but I don't think he retires. No.
1: Yeah. All right. Biggest sleeper or dark horse to win the super bowl this year in the NFL question from V Carter wood. See, that's a good question. Ah, that is a tough one. Now, I picked them to win the division, Pat, but I think the Cardinals are a little bit of a dark horse, man. I feel like they have the firepower on offense. I like Chandler Jones, five sacks in the first week of the NFL, man. It's it's pretty crazy. So I'm going to throw the Cardinals out there as one dark horse to win the Super Bowl this year. And outside of that, I feel like a lot of people expect the – the Rams have been in that conversation. The Bucks yeah. and Chiefs are in that conversation. So in terms of a dark horse, the Cardinals are the only one that really haven't been part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a bold limb and say the new Orleans saints as well, because there's, there's firepower, man. And if you're scoring 38 points while holding an elite quarterback to three points, mm-hmm. you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, man. So in terms of dark horses, Cardinals and saints for me, I like that. And I was going to say, I don't know how much of a dark horse the Rams would be.
0: I feel like you're right. They have kind of been in that conversation. So the Rams would be in there for me, but they're not really. You think of a dark horse, you know, they're a real outside shot at winning, mm. but they look good and they have the capabilities of doing it based on that criteria. I will go with the charters. I would go with the chargers because they're in a tough division, but they have all the capabilities of doing it. They have a team that could potentially get there. Obviously there's a lot of obstacles in the way of that. Like, you know, the chiefs in their own division and even the Raiders looking good. But if we're talking about a real outside shot for someone that had the potential
1: to do it chargers. I like that, man. I absolutely like that pick. Now, last question. Now, Pat, I don't know if you know what both these are, man. You you probably do, but. From my brother, Chris, a growler bear versus a liger, a growler bear is the rare offspring of a grizzly bear and a polar bear. Okay. (laughs) And the liger is a lion and a tiger. Yep. I don't know which one's the male parent, which one's the female parent. It's some specific pairing, but growler bear versus liger, Pat, as far as I know, I feel like ligers like have a lot of health issues. I feel like it's not like one of those healthy breeds. Yeah. There aren't a lot of them. So the fact that you got part polar bear, part grizzly bear, I'm going to rock with that, man, because that sounds vicious. That sounds like it's got some serious instincts and a Liger bear just a Liger doesn't sound like it's supposed to be a thing. Yeah. Like, you know,
0: Liger feels like some weird, like mad scientist gene splicing that's going on. Not just Napoleon dynamite. Uh, (laughs) I would. I mean, polar bears are. Really, they're not like super aggressive. I don't think, but they're really if you if they feel endangered, like they are yeah. vicious. And grizzly bears have the size, so I would imagine those two actually come to think of it, polar bears are big too. Obviously, I think grizzly bears yeah. are bigger, but those two combined, I mean, that is a a deadly combination. Yeah. So I think yeah. we're both going with a, a growler bear, which I will say I've never
1: heard of. You gotta look up pictures, man. They look kind of funny. They they do. I will have to. It's a bear you've never seen before. They they do look a little funky. Are they white? They they do. They they kind of like got a cream color going on. Like they. uh, Oh, they look cool. Yeah, right. They they're kind of. I wish I could show a picture, but no, they look nice. (laughs) We, once once we get the production crew going on right off the bus, <laughs> we'll be able to, man. But that's it for listener questions. We got two growler picks there, man. And before we get on to what we've learned, as always, we got to get an add-in for BookThinkers. So do you read personal development books? If so, you should check out BookThinkers, a company that's dedicated to helping you fulfill your life through books. Every single day on their Instagram and every week on their podcast, the team over there at BookThinkers helps you discover new books and new mentors that you can use to achieve more and live better. And you guys know, but the right book can absolutely change your life if you read it at the right time. So please head on over to BookThinkers.com or go over to Instagram and search BookThinkers to learn more about this team, this mission, this journey that they're on. It's very exciting. But Pat, now it's time to get on to what we've learned. So what did you learn? Looks like you're sticking to NFL this week. I like it. Yeah. gonna be a lot of NFL what we've learned in the next couple of weeks. I know. Not, a, not so outside the box
0: or creative, but. You've heard me talk about the AFC North on this podcast, I would say, many times, dating all the way back to the start of it when we started during football last year. But I wouldn't have thought after week one, I believe we gave predictions, too, <laughs> yeah. of how this division would turn out, of how every division would turn out. I did not expect after week one that the Steelers and Bengals would be 1-0 and at the top and the Ravens and Browns would be and one Obviously, the Browns played Kansas City. Maybe I could have seen them being owned one but the Bengals beating the Vikings did not see that one coming. Steelers beating the Bills in Buffalo, shocking. Ravens losing to the Raiders, very tough. Yeah. Uh, it just did not shake out the way I thought it would in the first week. I'm interested to see how next week will go down, obviously how it will turn out in the long run. I'm a little bit nervous about my Ravens uh i'm i'm high on the Bengals. I, I feel good about the Bengals. uh browns will probably bounce back obviously, they played well they just it's tough it's tough with kansas city i mean Mahomes leads those comebacks he's he's very good obviously and uh yeah he's he's on track for another mvp season already yeah i just did not see the afc north shaking out this way to start the year at all yeah
1: definitely a big surprise man and for my, what we've, what, what I've learned, not what we've learned, Pat, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here, man. And Nate Burleson said this on good morning football weeks ago uh, before he left. I think he's at like CNN or ABC or something now, you know, miss watching him on good morning football, but Jameis Winston is a dark horse MVP candidate. Like Jameis Winston yeah. is going to finish top 10 in MVP voting and maybe higher. Like, I like it. I'm I'm telling you, man, Sean Payton is a quarterback whisperer, dude. He got LASIK eye surgery since he threw those 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. He just sat behind one of the best ever. He has plenty of weapons and his best weapon isn't even playing, man. And when you can go out and put 38 points up in your first game, that is a statement he has to have all the confidence in the world, the locker room, the coaches, the staff has to be behind him. And I'll tell you, especially with everything that the state of Louisiana is going through with all the mm-hmm. hurricanes and the power and everything, there is something to rally around right now. And it's Jameis Winston, man. And I can't believe I'm saying it. Jameis Winston, legit MVP candidate. That's what I learned this weekend. I know I know it's a hot <laughs> I day, like man, it. No, I like
0: it. And dude, playing, the- playing loose with minimal expectations, even – even if they start the season six and oh, I still think the expectations are not high because he's at that point, if they're six and oh, he's already surpassed them. And, uh, saints fans gotta be feeling good about that.
1: No one has bigger, bigger ideas and bigger expectations for Jameis Winston than Jameis Winston. Like, I mean, no one expects this guy to go out (laughs) and win 11, 12, 13 games. He He might man. And like you said, low expectations, playing fast and loose. Jameis Winston, legit MVP candidate for this season, man. That's what I learned in week one, which I'm shocked I'm saying. to say And not, least.
0: not, yeah, it's funny. Cause not as hot as a take as we would have said, you know, five weeks ago.
1: Yeah. yeah. Still a hot <laughs> take, that. but not nearly yeah. as hot. But after thorough five touchdowns, woo, man, looking good, but he, he did look sharp. Pat as always, man, that wraps up episode number 38, man. Obviously NFL dominates it. That's what's going to be dominating this podcast for the next few months for sure, man. But it was a lot of fun as always. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, man. It's, it's always fun. We're smiling, laughing, enjoying doing this the whole time, just shooting the shit and talking sports. It's what we like to do, man. And just say, thank you for anything you can do for this podcast, whether it's a like a subscription, a comment, a share, a save, man, you can do anything on any platform. I've said it before, press any button. I'm sure it can somehow benefit us in some way. Add to that. Algorithm, Absolutely. So, we thank you guys for all that interaction man. I'm a, I'm going to be posting every every day again on the socials, so please check them out. Check them out at Right Off The Bus on everything other than Twitter, but we don't take that your time for granted at all. Thank you for listening, man, and that's episode 38, Pat man. You how mm-hmm. we feeling? We feeling good ending this one.
0: Yeah, and thank you for bearing with us for another Thursday edition. Uh we will be back <laughs> Wednesday next week for our usual programming. But <laughs> Thursday edition this week, we'll be back Wednesday.
1: I like it, man, and that's episode thirty-eight. We appreciate y'all listening. Peace See out. you guys. You are
0: listening to right off the bus.